Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Raving Podcast. We're here with uh, two of my very good friends, uh, Fame and then uh, 85 Bread. Uh, hi. hi, hi guys, how's it going? How's everything? How's life in general? How's uh, just the whole thing going? Well, personally, I'm fine. I'm all right. I I'm free today. You know, today is Sunday. One of those few days I don't get to work. All I do is work, 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 work. But I'm grateful I have that day of the day. We're just touching on um, the whole SARS thing that's going on. Uh, how citizens are starting to get, like, I really actually the whole about SARS, when people, they're killing people now. Uh, the people that are supposed to be protecting us are no longer protecting us. They're the ones oppressing us. And just the fact that all these um, people in power, they haven't come out to like make a strong statement. Uh, the president hasn't said anything up to now. Now we've had like actual celebrities going at the president, like, and nothing has been said. He's just been quiet. Hopefully, at some point, we'll expect something. So, uh, I just want to touch on okay, how this whole thing, how do we get to this point? And then how was the way forward? What's, what are the solutions? What can we do to make things better? Well, if um, I'm achieving one or two things, I'd say that, for instance, growing up in Nigeria, things were not as bad as it is right now. And uh, almost everything is expensive right now. And those people are not getting paid really well. I don't think they have good benefits as well. And yeah. These things are very, very important, especially when it comes to someone that feels, you know, a typical Nigerian feels he has a right anywhere he's working and he likes to show the right. So just imagine someone that has a right. right. The person wouldn't really care about who you are. All they care about is how to fill their pocket. And I feel if there's going to be any changes, uh, the government would have to look into first the kind of area for this kind of very, very sensitive job. For instance, earlier today I tweeted that um, uh, SARS should, if you're going to hire someone that has to do it, something very, very critical like that. It has to be someone that has mental and educational stability. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You make true calling, you understand, you understand what life is, and um, you're also able to undo critical situations and also understand a lot of things without pressure. So, I mean, mm -hmm. these things are very, very important. If, if we really want the solution to happen, they will really need to scrap SAS entirely and, you know, start the agency all over again. Train them well, you know, and um, it's not just, SAS doesn't have to be just all about physical. It, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to look like a bodyguard to be a SAS. Mm -hmm. I expect it to be something that has to do with more of intelligence. Why are they not wearing, exactly. why are they not wearing uniform? They're not wearing uniform because they expect them to be disguised as sex. Me, personally, I would expect SAS to be on suits most of the time, be on, you know, um, respected kind of dressing. And they, they should also have this kind of gift of gab. They should um, be well eloquent when they talk. You know, respectfully, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's easy for people to tag them as arm robbers, even if there are a few of them that are actually doing the job right. But the fact that you can't even distinguish between arm robbers and this set of people. 
So it's easy to really generalize this set of people as arm robbers. And because of also the power they have with them, they don't care about who you are. If you resist arrest, they will shoot you out and just waste your life. And I kind of feel like the president is too silent on this. And I'm so surprised that the vice president, who is a professor, is not doing anything. I don't understand why. I don't understand what is going on. The first professor regime, of law. He's a professor of law. Exactly, a professor of, of law. law. He's a puppet. He's a puppet. He does what Buhari says, right? That's how I feel. Let me remind you of Buhari's first administration. Buhari has always been a dummy. I'm so sorry to say this. First, first person <laughs> in the but you know why I said this? Even during the time his first regime, during uh, Idiagon, mm-hmm. Idiagon was the yeah. active man. It was the man in power. It was the man enforcing these things. And do you know when the coup was able to, was successful? Idiagon went for Hajj. He went to Mecca. Before he came back, they taking government from Bwari. So just mm-hmm. to let you know that he has always been like this. It's just that he had a second in command that had the gift, uh, that had the uh, courage the strength, the power to be able to, you know, rule and, you know, the second in command will not actually shine. The leader will shine if those working under him is actually doing the right job. It's just like the normal office setting. Those that are actually doing the job are not the ones to be praised. It's the manager that will be praised. Oh, you're doing a good job. But actually, those doing a good jobs are those individuals at the office. So the same thing applies to the government as well. You'll be surprised that even Barry might not even know a chunk of this thing is happening because he doesn't have time for all this. He needs good people around him to actually let him know all these things. And he also needs to wake up. He's old, for instance. For God's sake, he's like 70 something, like 74. 77, 77 years old. He has like few, I'm so sorry to say, he has like few years on head. I expect that this few time he has, he should be able to input it and actually changing something. But well, what do I know? Um, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't come from that age angle because um, we see Donald Trump today, right? They they are almost of the same age, but that guy is active. Even even if he's messing up in his own right, but he's active. You understand? Do you know who Donald Trump is before it became? Yeah, president? sure, sure, sure. If you actually know Donald Trump thoroughly, like very well, before if I do, what? The... you don't compare. Successful, brilliant, very, very smart businessman who has companies and businesses all over the globe. To someone who is a farmer, for crying out loud. (laughs) Oh my God. They are two different things entirely. Trust me, they are. They are two different things entirely. Boy was just a military man who was lucky to rise to whatever position he is right now. And there's something I heard in my head. Someone told me, because I've got a couple of friends that actually source for contracting, you know, all those top offices. Yeah. I don't know how true this is. They said a lot of things, a lot of these things happening, Wari actually approved it. But those under him are not actually sticking to the rules. I don't know how true this is, but I mean, I don't know. I'm not trying to cite anybody. I don't I don't know what's going on. All I'm saying is just hearsay and I don't know how true it is. So I don't think they're not sticking to the rules. I think it's just Buhari is not active at all. Like I don't think Buhari has the cap like uh, I don't think he's capable enough. He has proved he's capable enough to, you know, lead Nigeria in the right direction. Ever since he became president, everything has been in decline. Every single thing, the price, the price of dollars has gone up. He even made a stupid tweet on uh, Independence Day. Why should the price of uh, 
of, of uh, crude oil be the same, uh, be be lesser in um, in uh, I think Dubai than in Nigeria. So you you just see things like that. What he says, you, you actually questions. You question, oh, does this guy psychologically does he even have what it takes, you know, to be in charge of a country that needs help? I don't think there's any country right now that needs help more than Nigeria. Like because that's a country that actually needs help more than Nigeria, but it's just that the population of Nigeria is so you know, so much that um, it looks like Nigeria is the only place that needs help. But talking about what you said about this tweet, it's so disappointing that it would relate to com- a, a country as rich as is it Saudi Arabia? Yeah, UAE. Oh, well, as, as with Nigeria, a place where minimum wage is almost <laughs> 10 times of whatever they are paying. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's actually so ridiculous. When I saw it, I... I just grinned. I'm like, okay, it's just one of those tweets. They were trying to be smart. They were trying to be smart and justify the reasons for their reasons for the hike in price of all this crude, all this petrol, and all that was why they tweeted that. And they didn't think of the fact that we Nigerians are actually not stupid. I don't know why. I don't know why they think Nigerians are stupid or something. Maybe because mm-hmm. Nigerians are not revolting based on their actions or their behaviors and or their behavior or the way they are stealing money. There hasn't been any kind of formal revolt. Maybe that's why. So I think it's because there have been so many distractions. People were not paying attention to all of this. It's because after this Big Brother Nigeria finished, everybody's attention just focused on the government. It's like they shifted everything. It's like, okay, Big Brother is over now, man. It's time to focus on the government. So I think people have been noticing all these things happening. But they, they didn't really, you know, come out to say, oh, this is happening. I don't like the way this is happening, you know. What is going on here, you know? So on the problem of SARS, I think people going out to protest is is good. It might yield results here and there. But I don't, I don't, I think they can easily disband, they can disband SARS. I think the problem shifts to another agency. It might shift. So those guys, they, I'm, I'm sure... There's like how many people on, on payroll? How many people working as like SARS agents here and there? Even without training, without necessarily oh, requirements. So what are even the requirements for you to be a member of, of, of an agency like that? So I don't think, I, I look at them and it just reeks of, oh, do, do this guy actually have like maybe even a college degree? Even, even here, to get into the police, to get into the police, you have to have like a maybe at least a college degree. So you you look at that, you just feel like, oh, maybe this guy's maybe you look at him, it's like they look like cults, kind of, you know? It's that like was, a cult. That was exactly yeah. so I don't know if protesting might be something that becomes productive. I don't know if it becomes a bloodbath, you know, a clash between the civilians and the, and, the, uh, and then like uh uh, law officials here and there. I don't know if the way this thing is heading, if it hits the streets, will there be looting? Because we saw we saw what happened here in the Black Lives Matter protest, right? So yeah. there was like so many things. It became into a riot. Yeah. People were looting. People were killing people. So it's not something Nigeria needs right now because you know how crazy things can really get like when he's the fan, right? So, yeah, I just feel like protesting might not really be the solution. Well, first of all, you're right with the fact that you said, you suggested that um, maybe they should disband um, SARS. 
But let me remind you that one, we can't have a lawless country. There has to be mm. a form of, you know, if if, if it's going to be just police without SARS, then something has to be informed because we can't have a country where citizens would also think that they can take laws into their hands and there's nobody to check them as well. But all the same, you're also right with the fact that um, I think most of these SARS or whatever they're called, if you're going to recruit them, they need to give them more training. And they're not just going to hire just anybody. They should also mm-hmm. increase their salary and benefits as well. Benefits especially, it's very, very important. And another thing is the fact that they should make sure that they have like um, supervisors to report to. And these supervisors, supervisors as well also have a superior person they report to. So, and uh, they should make sure there is a daily report on whatever actions, you know. And there should be a form of like something, like maybe, you know, all these, uh, you know, foreign countries, like for instance, in Canada, if it stop, if, if, if a cop stops you, for instance, yeah. you want to report the cop, they can trace the cop with maybe his number or mm-hmm. his radio or the plate number or whatever cop fake who is driving as well. So something like that should be in Nigeria as well. And talking about the protests, I think for the protests to work, first of all, the protests in Nigeria cannot be like the protests in America. Never. It can't be like that. Because mm. here in America, they don't care. They don't even have regard for their own life. Yes, SARS are killing people, but we Nigerians are so scared to die. We don't want to die. We want to survive. <laughs> we want to live. Mm-hmm. You understand? Because we believe we want to enjoy before we die. We just don't, we just don't want to come to life and just die without excelling and enjoying it. So that's mm. that's a very, very, very important difference that, you know, you have to put, to put, it, put into consideration if you're thinking of riot. If people, if, they are, if you have Nigerians gather together to riot and it's yeah. shooting, you see everybody be prepared. That's Nigeria for you. They don't want to die. It's not like all these people saying they want to march. Of course, there's going to be a peaceful march. Um, there's going to be, if they, if they riot and... They go out for a march to revolt, to complain about their grievances. I don't think there's anything, I don't think anything will come from it. I don't think the government, this government cares. I don't think Bari cares. This is the last edition. I don't think they, he cares. They do. They, they, if you ask me, I would think they, are, they, they see, they've been able to break us down. They've been able to make us powerless. Now, that fear, if I go out there, I'll get shot. Nobody wants to go out there. I would not want to go out because my wife would not allow me to go out thinking uh, if I if this thing happens, I don't want any harm to come to my husband. So the government, have, they have successfully made the, instill that fear in us. But if we could break that barrier and come out, of course they will sit up. There is no government in this world that will not feel present. There is no government. You understand? So that is how it is. Do you know why they don't okay, care? I'm listening. Because they have the full support of the military. They have the full support of the police. Those are the people that can actually help us win this yeah, fight. Sure. If the military join us, if the police join us, they are powerless. <laughs> but if they are the same sets of people. They're just recycling each other. So how do you expect someone that is a thief to catch a thief? How do you expect a killer to catch a killer? Even to go into politics, they kill each other. They don't care. They don't have no regard for nobody's life. 
So when you're talking of uprising, you're talking of a developed country, a developed continent. I don't think there's actually a country in Africa or maybe this country of recent that won um, the revolt against their uh, president. Aside that, I don't think there's any other country without zeal to actually fight. But no, I think, fight. you know, if they actually go out to protest... I think Nigerians always have the urge to like be violent. Uh, I'm sorry I said that, but because it's just in our nature, right? We we have, I mean, people with hot temper is always gonna be, you know, they want to fight, they want to, you know, start start start, they want to start robbing, you know. It's just I don't. I'm not saying everybody can can like do without like a peaceful protest, but there's always gonna be that section of people that just want to start, start shit, you know? So I'm just saying, yeah, what I'm just saying is, even if we're going out to protest, is can the protest actually be, be something that is productive? Can the protest be something that changes the, the, the norm right now? Because I feel like SARS is doing, they're doing EFCC's job and they're working without Intel. These people just, oh, they strategize. They, they maybe they 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 purge certain junctions and just wait for people to come out and then they oppress them. So like I just like, what intel are these guys working on? What training do they have to be able yeah. to carry out this job? Like, intel, you get an intel based on searching people every day, stop and search. You get an intel based on what you see on mm-hmm. people's phone. You're violating the fundamental human rights by checking their phones. It's their privacy. The police can't stop you here and say, oh, Victor, bring your phone. Let me no. check your phone, man. It, it doesn't happen because it's you're violating the fundamental human rights. So all I'm saying is the, it, it all comes down from the These guys, they branched out from certain sections of the government. And I don't know if they got adequate enough, the training they got was adequate enough in a way that they could impact the lives of the people in society. I know you want to go out there, you want to catch Yahoo boys and everything. And I'm in support of you catching Yahoo boys, man. It's not like this fight, we're fighting, we're not fighting for Yahoo boys, man. We're fighting, even if you catch a Yahoo boy, he's innocent until proven guilty. That's how I feel. You, you don't just say, oh, oh, not Yahoo boy, man. And then you you start oh, start starting shit with him. You know, it, it drives me crazy you know, the way this works. Know, yeah, you guys easy. go ahead. You know something, eh? The keyword, yes. Yeah. The keyword, yes. Internet yeah. fraud. You understand? How do you track in- internet fraud? Mm-hmm. You bust people's door to track internet fraud. You track these things through the internet. No. You there are processes to this thing. Yeah. Now, I don't. Let's put this into perspective, for instance. Do you know that SARS is what? Americans has a SWAT team. That's basically yeah. that's basically yeah, the, yeah. The, the SARS we have is the SWAT Americans have. Now do you see SWAT doing these things? So first of all is to get the is to get the idea of no. what is your job. Even even in robbery cases, the police are the first to go there. When they see that it's it's out of their hands, they invite the SWAT team, like come and help us out with this thing. This is how it's supposed to be, not the other way around. Exactly. I mean, it's out. It's out of their jurisdiction, right? It's out of their jurisdiction. They're not doing what they they're supposed to do. 
Exactly. It's not. It's not their jobs. You don't go around, oh, stopping people because we don't even know. Okay, for instance, even here in America, there's violence every day. I mean, they kill yeah. each other every day. But I'm not even. I feel so safe. Like I feel so safe compared mm. to living in Nigeria. When I travel to Nigeria, I can't travel without having a cop beside me because I know that I, I will be harassed. You understand what I'm saying? And this is really, really bad. This is really, really bad. How do I, why, why would I need a cop beside me to save me from another cop? That's bad. Yeah. Country will go into total peril and we don't want that. It's becoming bad and bad and, you know, it's, it's even worse. Using bad for so, it is even an understatement. So I shared it's my story, way. like, I think was it yesterday about how I got stopped by, I think was it SARS. So this was uh, probably, uh, how many years? Maybe six, seven years ago. Uh, it was at Oshodi. It was at Oshodi. Uh, I got stopped and then the guy was like, oh, what do you do for a living? I'm like, oh, yo, I'm a student, man. What do you mean? And then he's like, oh, why are you carrying a laptop around? I'm like, uh, am I not allowed to carry a laptop? I don't know where in the... Co- why is it in the constitution that says a young boy can't carry a laptop around, man? Uh, so he was like, oh, so you can't talk. So you can't talk. I'm like, what do you mean I can't talk, man? Like, uh, he's like, okay, bring the laptop here. I'm like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to check the laptop. I'm like, okay, go ahead. He checked my laptop. He was looking. I don't know what he was looking for, man. Like, he was just going through the laptop. And then he's like, okay, give me your phone. I'm like, really? Uh, I'm like, so he, he ended up searching all these things and then he wasn't still even convinced that like, oh, this guy is going to fraud and everything, right? And then he was like, oh, you have to follow us to the station. I'm like, why? Am I under arrest? And then he's like, no, but you have to follow us to the station for further questioning. I'm like, okay, uh, let me call my dad. He's like, who is your dad? I'm like, okay, my dad is in the military, right? So I'll just call him. He's like, oh, I don't think, I think you're lying. He was like, I think I li- you're lying, right? I don't think your dad is in the military. So I called my dad. He spoke to my dad, and the next thing, he let me go. So just given that story, how I was able to get out of that their grabs, right? He, just imagine someone without anyone to call, someone without backing in the society. In that situation, yeah. they fall victim to, number one, scam, you get scammed for your money. You get, maybe, you get brutalized. You get, exactly, you you, you you have basically nowhere to go. So just, yeah, just my story is just a way of saying, just because I was maybe opportune to be like a, the son of a soldier or something, that's how I got away. So just imagine people without anyone to call in that situation. That's just it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this happened six, seven years ago, right? Now imagine these guys have been growing from strength mm. to strength unchecked this whole time. So that should give you a picture of yeah. how terrible it is now. Every for the past seven years, nobody have been questioning their moves. They've been killing, they've been arresting, they've been kidnapping, they've been robbing. And I don't know, I saw an unconfirmed report where they said you have to be an escort wow. before you can even get no, that was that's, not, job no, that's not true. That's just that that one is just I saw and it said um requirements. That's not true. <laughs> I saw I saw it, I was like no. Come on. 
But but even even though even what we are saying is they look like cultists. I don't know. I don't know. You know? No, I don't. I, it, it can be argued. It can be argued because these guys they don't look normal. You know, they don't look normal. You know what? You know? You, do you even know the irony of all this? All this yeah. issue right now. The irony is the fact that they don't care if you're a Yahoo boy or you are into fraud. All they care about is okay, you're doing this. Oh, it's straight up kidnapping. We need to get some money from you. The moment they get some money from you, they free you. They let you go. So, what exactly is the job of all these people then? Are they also another form of? Are they? Why are they called? Yeah, they are kidnappers. They are kidnappers. They are kidnappers. They are something or kidnapper squad or robbery squad themselves. Because I don't understand. Now, they they arrest Yahoo boys. And the moment they know you're a Yahoo boy, they stop you. They ask you to send them, you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of naira. The moment you send them this, that money, they let mm. you go. So what is that? How, how exactly are they coming no. Yahoo boys then? <laughs> I just heard from a friend of mine that a lot of Yahoo boys are relocating to Ibadan because of the way SAS is harassing mm. them in Lagos. If SAS is actually doing their job, they catch these people, arrest them, put them. In- first of all, it's not SAS job. It's first of all, it's exactly. not SAS job to catch Yahoo boys. First. Saying that now they put the laws into their hands and nobody's stopping them. And even if they're doing their job, I mean, the job they give them. So if they're doing it, Lagos will be rid of Yahoo boys right now because they've been doing this for almost a decade. You, 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 told, you just told us a story of like yeah. seven years ago. There is someone out there that can tell you a story, the same story 12, 18, 14 mm. years ago. So what is going on? The same trouble we had before we left the country is the same trouble we are having right now. So what exactly is going on? Are we supposed, aren't we supposed to be going forward? Why are we going backwards? So this is, this is really alarming, I, I promise you. Almost everybody in Nigeria right now Wants to leave Nigeria. Not almost everyone, man. Only the ones who get money now still want to stay. Even the ones who get money still want to come out. I love Nigeria. <laughs> I beg, me, I love Nigeria. I beg, I Trust me, to be honest with you, I love me too, Nigeria. Bro. Me too. I tried as I I tried my best to go back to Nigeria last year, but my dad didn't allow me. He was like, "No, no, we can't go back." Even me, I, I'm not. I don't live in Nigeria anymore. Why would you go back to Nigeria? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I just feel. There's a lot you can do in Nigeria. Because right now, yes, I get, you know, I get paid decently where I work. But I still feel like if I'm in Nigeria, there's a, a ton of things I can do that can make me have money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that kind of freedom in Nigeria, if you have money, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Even I'm thinking about how much I pay on tax every year. You don't get that same so, quality I mean, of life uh, in Nigeria, you know? The, the rich people are clearly enjoying. I know the rich are enjoying, but our rich- expense, man. Them too, they feel like at some point, you feel like, when are you going to continue you know, living like this? I mean, you, you walk around, okay, just imagine a rich man right now. If he wants to go out, he goes out with like a bunch of people, like a convoy, right? But just imagine a normal guy, uh, even if he's rich. If if he steps out of the house, he steps out by himself. It's just him 
in his car, driving to wherever he wants to go. He comes back. Exactly. So That's, it's different, right? So yeah. from even in the book, okay, let me give you an instance. My wife works in the bank here in America. She works with Wells yeah. Fargo. A colleague came to the bank and the man, because she helped the man, the man is Nigerian as well. The man has lived in the U.S. for like five decades. He's been here all his life. All his kids are, were given back to the U.S. But the man was like, oh, man, you're so good. Can I give you something? She's like, the highest gift I can collect is a $50 gift card. Anything above mm. that, I'll be sanctioned. Just to let you know, I went to Nigeria. This lady saw my account balance and she was telling me, Sir, you don't send me a transfer. <laughs> How should I was. What, what? You know, so we need to erase this feeling of entitlement. Like Over something. we have a right to something. This happens to oh, we give man, away. I, well. I'm glad you mentioned that. I promise you, I joined Twitter because I needed a social media that would exactly. relax my nerves. My friends told me about it. Uh, if you want to relax your nerve and you want to laugh, that's a place. Because mm-hmm. I work a lot. When I leave work or when I'm stressed at work, I come to Twitter to play a lot. And there are so many people like that. Same, so, same with me. But when I play, some of these people, they, they, I want to influence them to know that see, you can actually be something and be mm. humble as well. You don't, you don't have to carry your shoulders because you're something. You can actually be something and humble. I've met people that have become family on It's his fans. This is you. You know, you're my brother. And if I joined Twitter, I probably wouldn't have met you. Look at what you did for me yesterday with my brother's um, album. You know, that's, that's, he's forever grateful. So I'm just, I'm just saying, actually what this youth of today are supposed to, are supposed to, beginning from each other. It's not just, oh, let's go to party, let's go to the club. If you ask me again, I'd say all the police, all the SAS, turn everybody to National Guard. Now, start a new recruitment process where you can hire yeah. graduates. Not just grad, rich graduates with nutrients. Those actually know what they're doing. Which one? Graduates that Which actually want to join, like the the police force, right? I don't think any any oh graduate want to let join. Them, let them put a, You'll be surprised. Let them put in an application. You'll see millions well, of. It people depends apply. on the salary structure, though. You don't just say, "Oh, people that haven't rich want to join." Why would they want to join the police force and be when they can just, you know, they have a better job somewhere else? They are more relaxed. I don't think. That is exactly what that is exactly why I said they have to, they have to restructure this system entirely. If they're going to hire graduates, they have to pay them a graduate salary. If let's say for instance they're on a, they're on a yearly pay of let's say one point two million, there are so many graduates out there that will take a job of hundred thousand naira from the government if the benefit is awesome. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They have awesome. They have good health system because they are actually their job is risky. Their health system no, for I them think, and the family is free. I think oh my god, the problem. I mean, if all those benefits are there in Nigeria, I promise you, bro. I promise you, we will see qualified Nigerians that are ready to work. But you don't have no benefits. I 
much I they know, they, 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 they know they give benefits. Which benefits people they I give? Think, I think if if job not just salary yeah. based, and that's life. it. I don't think his wife gets up to five hundred thousand. They, they don't get. They have even life insurance. That when I joined, when I joined the academy, I don't think there was. There was only I signed my death warrant, and that was. There was even Imagine. if I if I die, there was no money going to anybody. There was no no money attached. <laughs> so those are the things that need to change. Yeah. I promise you, if those things don't change, man, I'm scared, man. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm American right now, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm grateful, man. I'm just grateful that right now, my my mm-hmm. kid is American. My wife is mm-hmm. American. We're Nigerian, but right yeah. now we're American. So if something happens, yeah. for if in future, even my dad is no more in Nigeria. Hmm. <laughs> he lives in England now. So if something happens tomorrow, yeah. now, and it's so in Nigeria, we know, okay, <laughs> we still have a place. So I'm just scared that we are not going to go back to the slave mm. years where a country like China will purchase Nigeria and they will be in charge of the affairs of Nigeria and would have to work under these people. I see that coming and I'm so scared because everybody in power now are trying to steal. I told my dad, when I, I said I wanted to come back to Nigeria last year. I told my dad, see, I'm trying to start my own business. I have my I have a couple of business in Nigeria, but I'm trying to start my own business and I need to be in the office, in the public office, so that I'll sure. gain some some form of um uh, connection. Okay. Not a connection. I have all this. <laughs> I'm I'm even more qualified than <laughs> governor mm. because I have more exposures mm. like than you can ever imagine. Mm. So but yeah, what yeah. I mean is connection in Nigeria. You need to know someone who knows yeah. someone. You know what I'm saying? So I needed that. You know what my dad said? He said, how much are they paying commissioners? If you want to be a commissioner, for instance, mm. how much are they paying them? Except you want to I don't want you to steal money. Because now if you're stealing money, how are you going to look at your kids mm-hmm. in the face? Because you don't want them to grow like that. So that's just the way you are right now. So just to let you know that, I mean, things that yeah, are really, really getting worse, Most of like extremely worse. They are kids. Everybody. They are Americans, Canadians, uh, British. They see their parents do these things. How is it that they are not moved to talk to their parents like, hey, dad, what's up? What was all this I'm hearing? They are actually so proud of their parents. Man. Trust me. They are so proud of their parents. The, the, the glamour life and the flashy life, you know, they get used to it. So they don't even care if their parents are actually tips, like if they stole money. They don't care where the money comes from. It's just they're so happy to be rich. Who questions a rich man in Nigeria? No? Nobody just, he just knows hey, at least money. They Nobody care about how you take get the money. No? Uh, at least Recently, I started a new line of business in Nigeria. And I trusted my cousin. This guy has been with me for... Like he's been working on that for like two decades. I started, I trusted him mm. with a certain amount of money to have in yeah. his care. You know what I'm saying? And there is a total stranger I met on Twitter. Total stranger. I didn't, mm. I was even scared because I've been scammed many times in Nigeria before. So I didn't trust him with money, but I trusted him with the mm. work. 
Now, there's a certain set price we're supposed to sell some of these things. This is stranger I'm talking about sold it higher than the price we set, and it still brought the money back to us to say, mm-hmm. oh, okay, um, so, 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 I sold it for higher price, and so, 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 I sold it for mm-hmm. higher price, and um, it rented the money. Mm-hmm. I was jaw-dropped. My cousin did not sell one-tenth of what we gave to him. And he took thirty-five percent of the miscellaneous money. My God! Now who know person the kill person? No. <laughs> now I've shifted the business or the trust from my cousin. I put it on the stranger. If the stranger steals my money, I'm more content with it because he has proved himself. And people fail to understand that. How you convince people of who you are mm-hmm. is the amount of benefits you're going to get from the person. If you steal 100,000 naira today, you don't know the plan I have for you tomorrow. So, I mean, if we Nigerians have to, or we, okay, for instance, my, me now personally, I'm very, 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 very particular about how people think about me. When I say, I mean, my respect, I don't like mm-hmm. to be disrespected. So I Everybody respects, even the one people that I know that even my subordinates, when I address my subordinates, when I'm at work and I address my subordinates, you can never know who the boss is. Sometimes I would ask my subordinates to speak with some of the customers. They treat people with respect. You don't just, because you have money, you feel you can like say anything, right? So that's how, like, I don't mind once in a while calling out, seeing something I don't like. And I call out that person. It's just the way I feel about this whole thing, man. And I, yeah, yeah, you're right. And I always, I'm, 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 very- I'm always going to be that way. If people see I'm doing something wrong, too, feel free to call me out, man. I'm not going to block you because you said something. Hey, only time, only the only reason I will block you is personal attacks. I know the difference between somebody attacking me personally and somebody criticizing me for what I did. That's just how I Well, I don't even believe that. We know, like you said, like I said earlier, uh, I don't believe in, I don't believe in talking actually. Some people criticize you personally because they are mm. frustrated, jealous of who you are. And they look at their own, Okay, let me give you an example. DJ Copy posted something, uh, maybe something she bought, and someone replying that maybe you should have mm. used this money to feed some kind of people. The person might mm. be hungry, desperate, and it doesn't have any sort of subsistence or any sort of any sort of hope from anywhere. Then he, he sees DJ Copy posting that. He'll be frustrated to just type his anger. That's why I always say this. People go around with baggage. Don't let them dump it on mm. you. So that's why I don't block people. I feel like when they bring it, I can always welcome it with love. And at the end of the day, become friends with them. I, 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 There's so many people that have criticized me on that app. Even today, after I posted what I posted, so many people criticized me. But I still responded to them with respect. And I tried to reach out to them. So I tried to reach out to these people. If that's the only gift I can give to them, yeah, believe I, I'll do it. That's why I don't believe in blocking. <laughs> there, are some, there are some persons, eh? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I believe, I believe the negative your, energy can always be changed. They just, they just want to get at you. It's, it's, 
it's terrible and most times it's frustrating to to just give your sanity back you just you just do these guys just yeah they, 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 there's a way they come out with you i don't know how they, how they get it they just they just start writing and writing and they will not stop so you use you, you yeah i've seen i've seen situations scenarios like that they have a way of getting under your skin but that's the trick they want to get under your skin, retaliate. When you retaliate and they fire mm-hmm. back at you and you exchange words, they have a source of happiness. They feel it would they think that thing will elevate their whatever trouble, whatever trouble they have, but they're wrong. That's why in it though it's I'm I'm human too as well. It gets to my skin sometimes. It pains me to the marrow. But that's why I try as much as possible to try to reach out to them personally. And 99% of all these times, they have a terrible situation <laughs> going on at the moment. They were just looking for a way to dump out their frustration. So if the only help I can give is to just advise them, I will. If there's a way I can support them or promise them, I will. And it has always worked. That's why most times I don't, I don't, because mm-hmm. I see that I'm, always, I'm only there to have fun. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, whatever happened on that. I already have a lot going on in my life. I have a wife, I have a son, I have a job, I have a family, a lot going on. So mm. I don't even want anything on social media to take me away from social media. You get what I'm saying? So that is why as much as I can, I try to spread love, like be peaceful, be loving, be open, be attentive, you know, to these people. And that way, if that's the only good I can do, I'll yeah, try to do it. Go. That's why I don't believe in mm. blocking. So I just feel like sometimes when you block people, you just, you don't want to see, you know, keep seeing uh, tweets from them because these people, there are some really vile people online. Trust me. There are some people that derive joy bringing you down. There are some people that derive joy saying terrible things to you online just because they feel like, Oh, you owe them or you said to them that they don't they didn't really like when I say blocking, I'm not talking about presidential. Just oh. just know about that. When I said I'm I don't I'm not talking about someone that actually derives joy yeah. in cursing you. Like I've seen anybody boldly write out costs like that. This guy would boldly write out a cost to someone. I'm like, oh my god, why would you cast someone out like that? You will never succeed. You never I mean. Just are very powerful words. But I mean, he doesn't care. I expect his account to have been suspended by now, but I don't know. For some reason, I'm serious. Because things like that should have been reported like long, long, Twitter, long time they ago. They select who they, but, they suspend these days. The people. Yeah. Bro, this has been a blast, man. Let me, <laughs> my leave alone. When I get family, man, unlike me. We still did single. <laughs> uh-uh. We are the same anyway. Uh, My family is like uh, two thousand miles. This one, and all your Twitter girlfriends, man, madman. Cruise master. Don't be small cruise master, man. Uh-uh. Nah, yeah. Five bread okay. girl, like how many Twitter <laughs> girlfriends, man? Jesus Christ, bad, bad guy. <laughs> Uh, yeah. friends no, not friends, eh? Wow. The, the, the bad tracking is epic, man. Oh. <laughs> <Naramali> style. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for coming on. I really appreciate yeah, okay. the time, bro. 
Alright, now you guys stay safe, yeah?